الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد the next uh, supplication of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's narrated in the book of imam abu dawood and this is the dua that is recited um, when a person enters into their home so you may recall we had already covered the dua for when a person leaves their home that was the first dua that we covered and uh, certainly it was placed purposely because we had all left uh, our homes and we had arrived here and now as we uh, as we return back to our homes we should keep this dua in mind inshallah every time we enter into our home we should recite the dua so the dua is as follows allahumma inni as'aluka khayral mawlidi wa khayral makhraji bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna wa ala allahi rabbina tawakkalna again allahumma inni as'aluka khayral mawlidi wa khayral makhraji Bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna wa ala Allahi rabbina tawakkalna. And if, if this is too long of a dua to memorize and you can or learn, then you could also just learn from Bismillah onwards. So Bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna wa ala Allahi rabbina tawakkalna. And the meaning of, of this is, uh, is O oh Allah, so Allahumma, uh, inni as'aluka, indeed I ask from you or I beg of you, khayr al mawliji, whatever is good or the best of. Um, of entering, uh, or uh, or the, or the good of of entering, meaning entering into the home, al uh, makhraj and the good of exiting the home, uh, because in both circumstances there's a possibility of evil. There's always a, t- a possibility of good and evil, either either when we enter the home or when we leave the home. So al makhraj and the best of when I ag- enter, exit the home. Bismillahi uh, walajna in uh, in Allah's name we enter wa bismillahi kharajna and in Allah's name we leave and wa ala Allahi rabbina tawakkalna and in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our lord we trust so this is a very important very important dua to recite now what happens is uh, every single day the an individual either they leave and they enter their home and this is constant there are some days where a person will leave their home 10 times in a day and they'll enter it 10 times there are some time, some days where it'll be maybe 3 or 4 times a day they'll leave and come back um, but for the most part the average person will at least once in a day leave their home and they'll come back into their home and we have to be very careful because in either circumstance, when we exit the home, shaitan is waiting for us at the door. And when we enter the home, sometimes shaitan follows us up and uh, follows us into our home. And he encourages us toward, toward evil. And so we're taught protection from this through this supplication in particular for when we are entering the home. So it comes in other narration. The Prophet ﷺ said that when a... Uh, when a per- when a believer when a person is is coming into their home, shaitan is waiting at the door, and he wants to walk in with you. Or he wants to follow you into your home, and the Prophet ﷺ said that. But whoever says Bismillah or whoever enters their home taking the name of Allah, whoever enters the home taking the name of Allah, then uh, then there is no space for shaitan to enter into that home. Meaning the the seat where shaitan would have otherwise sat in the home. That, that is removed. So shaitan isn't able to follow you in. You shut the door and he has to wait outside. That's the reality of taking uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name. And in this dua itself, right, the beginning of the dua, at least the second half, Bismillahi walajna. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name, we enter. In Allah ta'ala's name, we enter. And when we take Allah ta'ala's name, now he has to sit outside the door. And he can't come in. And similarly, when we leave, remember the dua that we recited the first night, Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allah, when we leave the home in the name of Allah, when we leave our homes in the name of Allah, 
then similarly, shaitan isn't able to follow us. So there's shaitan also, he's waiting by the door. And when you leave the home, he wants to follow you uh, to wherever you have to go. And he wants to deceive you. But when a person says Bismillah when they're leaving the home, the same situation arises. That shaitan, uh, he's no longer able to follow you. He said, this person's protected. There's nothing I can do. There's not, this person's protected. There's nothing I can do. So... This is uh, the reality of entering and then and then leaving the home. Now, in this particular uh, supplication, Bismillahi walajna. In the name of Allah, we enter our home. Now, the home is a it it ideally is a place of peace and security for every single person. This is our place of peace and security. This is where we, where the human being, generally speaking, feels sukun and feels sakina. And I thought I would briefly go over the what what a person or what a family can do in order to ensure that this peace and tranquility remain in their home because this is where we spend the majority of our day for most of us we spend some of us spend our entire day at home some of us spend 50 60 70 percent of our of our time in home uh, and so what are the things that we should do to bring barakah into our home so that it's a piece of, of tran- uh, so it's it's a place of tranquility for us in particular because we've now we've spent so much time in the masjid the last 30 days or so, certainly in the last 10 days. And uh, now as we're transitioning, we want to carry some of that with us. So the first step, the first thing, the most, uh, the, the first step is to always recite Bismillah when you enter the home. So even if you don't remember this lengthy dua, Bismillahi wa lajna wa Bismillahi kharajna wa anallahi rabbina tawakilna. Most certainly when you enter your home, you enter your home in the name of Allah, you say Bismillah because you want to protect shaitan from following you, following you into the house and then deceiving you while you're inside the house. And then you should also, when you're entering the home, enter with your right foot. You should also enter with your right foot. And after you enter into the home, you should say, Assalamu alaikum, or Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And you should say it out loud so that the people in the home know that you're there. And you're sending peace and blessings upon them. So that way, that first, you know, we, we sometimes we take it lightly. Like, we, you know, we park our car, let's say, in the garage or outside. And we just kind of take our shoes off and we just kind of storm into the home. And we're not cognizant of, of, of what actually needs to take place as we walk in. Right? But this is very important. We're not cognizant that we cl- shut the door to our car and now shaitan is basically waiting by the door and saying, oh, can I come in with you as well? We're not cognizant of this, but this is what's happening. So the first step is that we, when we, that we make the entrance of our home, Bismillahi walajna, the walajna part, we make that entrance of our home one of peace. So we walk in, we start with our right foot, we say Bismillah, we take Allah Sa'ada's name, and then we say Assalamu Alaikum, Assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullah, or whatever you would say, uh, or, or, or however long you want to make it, to greet the people in the home. Now, once you greet the people in the home, then the next, the next important thing to keep in mind is that the home should be a place where prayer is performed. The home should be a place where salah is performed. Now, uh, the Prophet ﷺ said in another, supplica- in another hadith that don't, he, he advises don't make your homes like uh, graveyards. Don't make your homes like graveyards. Now, what are graveyards like? They're, they're, there's no salah performed in graveyards. No one ever goes to the graveyard and actually prays there. In fact, you're not supposed to pray in the graveyard. So Prophet is saying don't make your homes like graveyards. Make, make it places where, where Allah Ta'ala is remembered through prayer. And this is very important because what salah does is it attracts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's barakah. And so much so that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, he would only pray the fard salah in the masjid. So the sunnah salahs, which we're accustomed to praying in the masjid, even outside of Ramadan, we're accustomed to praying the salah before and the sunnah salah after. We're accustomed to doing that in the masjid. Um, and sometimes it's encouraged because we don't want to forget it. 
But the reality of the Prophet Sunnah is that he would pray only the Fard prayer, the Masjid, and any additional prayer, whether it was the Hajjud prayer, or whether it was the Sunnahs before or after a Salah, those were all performed at home. In which which tells us that this is that that salah should also be performed at home. It draws and it attracts a certain barakah into the home. And in particular, when we have families that we're responsible for, we desire that barakah to descend down upon our home as well, so that our children are benefiting, our newborns are benefiting. If our uh, uh, let's say if our spouse is expecting or pregnant, then even the the the, the fetus is benefiting from that barakah. So we should make our homes places of prayer as well. And that means a few things. Also, that number one we should try to dedicate a space within our home for prayer, if possible. If we have space in our home, Allah Ta'ala has given us that, uh, you know, maybe extra square footage, that we should dedicate a portion of our home to prayer. It doesn't have to be its own room, although that would be optimal, but at least a segment of the spa- of our home should be dedicated to prayer. That this is a space where everyone knows, the husband knows, the wife knows, the parents know, the children know, everyone knows that this is a place where when we want to turn our attention toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is exactly where we can go. So basically you have a masjid within your own home as well. And everybody knows this. And, and the children, as they're raised, they begin to see this as well, that this is a place where, this is a very special place, that when I, I saw my parents, when they wanted to turn to Allah, or when they, wanted to, when they wanted to pray extra salah, before my father would go to the masjid, you know, that he would go there, pray his sunnah, and then go. When he'd come back from the masjid, he'd come back to this space, he'd pray. And so we're basically bringing prayer into the home. We're bringing prayer into the home. So if we, if possible, if we have the space, dedicate a space. You can mark, demarcate it with a rug or a prayer rug or whatever you need. But dedicate that space where only salah is performed in there. That's not the space for anything else but salah. It goes, it goes a long way. Um, and uh, additionally, whenever the opportunity to congregate, for instance, comes outside of the fard salah, we should, try to, we should try to encourage prayer in our home as well. Some of us have the ability to host a taraweeh prayer in, in our homes. Right? Then, then it will draw in tremendous barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if, if we are able to do that. Especially when there's such a, um, when, this, when the market is so saturated for the khutbah. Uh, find one and then tell them, hey, come you lead salah in my home. Come lead salah in my home and then invite a few families or whatnot. And then everybody prays behind. And that entire Ramadan, you're, you're just attracting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's barakah. So don't make your home a graveyard. If you want peace and tranquility and you want all the conflicts and all the disputes and disagreements and arguments to dissipate, then, uh, then make it a place of where, 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 salah, where salah is performed. Okay, the next important thing. So the first thing was the way you enter the home is very important. That is what's going to then determine how you're going to spend time in the home. If shaitan's following with you, then chances are you'll be more likely to engage in sin. Shaitan is going to cause you and your wife to argue more. He's going to cause you and your children to argue. He's going to cause more fights between siblings, etc. So you want to stop him from entering and telling him, tell him that there's no room for you in our house. Bismillah. He stays outside. Then when you actually enter into the home, recognize that the home should be a place of tranquility and uh, establish salah within the home in a particular place and, esta- and demarcate a place where salah is, is to be performed. And the third and final thing is to make sure that we recite the Qur'an in our homes as well. Make our, make, we, should, we should be abundant in our recitation of Qur'an. So many of us, mashallah, have taken on uh, the recitation of the Qur'an over the last month. We've now been reciting sometimes many ajzaa, you know, beyond what we could imagine. So now pick a portion that you know you can do every single day. Maybe that's a half an hour for you. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's 15 minutes. Uh, but uh, no matter what you do, every single day, some Qur'an should be recited in the home. Again, the, the, the idea is that uh, Qur'an, which is the word of Allah, it attracts Allah's mercy and Allah's attention. And 
in that place where you spend the most time, you want that attention and mercy to, to, to fall down. And you want it to descend down. And you want it to, be, you want, you want it to uh, cause your homes to become a place of, uh, of guidance and nur. So the recitation of the Qur'an is, is what attracts that. So either you are reciting Qur'an or someone in your family is reciting Qur'an. That's the place where your children are studying the Qur'an. But make it a place where the Qur'an is recited abundantly. Now if a person takes sort of these three steps, then they will notice a measurable difference in the comfort of their own home. You know, sometimes we think of our home as a place where it's only going to be comfortable if we have 5,000 square foot. You know, right now I have 1,500 square foot, and when I get to 2,000 square foot, then I'll feel space. Otherwise, we, we feel so compressed, we feel so tight. You know, right now I have a 2,500 square foot home, but when I get to 3,000, 3,500, that extra space, then I'll feel the expansiveness of the home. That, but that's, but then what happens? Then you upgrade to that home, and then you're like, wow, this still feels tight. And then you know, there's not enough space. Then you want to upgrade to the next home, and, and then you still feel tight. So the expansiveness of the home, it's not just a physical quality. It's, there's a metaphysical component to it as well. And so you want to uh, draw in Allah Ta'ala's barakah, and with barakah, then each square foot then, has, then, then is able to accommodate more. There's more space. There's more space for happiness. There's more space for tranquility. So uh, we do whatever we can to draw in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's barakah. And of course, then when we're leaving the home, we reset the dua that we learned on the first day, which was Bismillahi, tawakkaltu ala Allahi, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So this is the dua of the Prophet for when it enter the home. Bismillahi wa lajna, in the name of Allah, in the name of Allah, I enter, or we enter. Wa bismillahi khalajna, in Allah ta'ala's name, we leave. And we are fully faithful, we, we put our full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we talked on the first day of what it meant to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, trust Allah ta'ala. Now look, this from this dua we're learning that the trust of Allah ta'ala takes place inside the home and outside the home. Because we're entering with it, we're leaving with it as well. So as we leave the month of Ramadan, one of the... One of the uh, attributes of Allah Ta'ala or one of the qualities of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that we should really try to take in and maybe some of us have felt this over the last few days is that Allah Ta'ala is truly our wali He's truly our protecting friend in fact He says it in the Quran Wallahu Allah Ta'ala is the wali the be- your, your best friend who takes care of you and just watches over you at all times and know that no matter what difficulty and hardship you, you undergo over the next 11 months whether that be in terms of your challenges related to your quote-unquote dunya or even challenges related to your deen recognize that Allah Ta'ala is always with you Allah Ta'ala is always with you and he will never leave you so bring that reality into 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 your life as well and bring that reality into the home that myself my family my parents my spouse my children we are fully uh, we, we have our full trust in Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of our needs so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to learn and inculcate the supplication of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to retain all of the du'as that we've memorized and learned over the last uh, you know, 8, 9, 10 days. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue this trend of learning the daily supplications of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and putting them into our life. Wa akhra da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.